Hello, Radiant Souls, beautiful, soulful beings. Thank you for tuning back into another episode here on Into Your Being with myself as your host, Marcolina Lyon. Today's topic is going to be about how to support your self-love journey. Many times when we begin our self-love journey, a lot of us do not even know where to begin. We get overwhelmed and it almost feels like it's redundant and annoying to hear, oh, here we go again. I need to love myself in order for me to feel happy in my life and heal in my life and improve in my life. But the truth is, is yes, you do need to love yourself in order to be living a more fulfilled life. And so today's topic is going to be all about how to support your self-love journey. I'm going to share six steps that has helped me through my journey of coming home to myself and feeling more comfort and safety in my own self-love, whether I'm in high emotions, even really emotionally charged, and I'm going through a lot of different shifts. I am now able to bring myself to a place of radical self-love where I feel comfortable and safe. I'm going to share these steps with you today that have helped me in my journey in hopes that it's supports you and finds you in good spirits on your journey as well. So here we go. (laughs) Everyone finds self-love cliche until all you have is your own love to lean on. I I get it. It's frustrating when you are going through the shit of it, when you are walking through your own personal hell, there's, it's very frustrating to keep being reminded to come back to your self-love, to keep being reminded that this is you feeling a lack of self-worth for yourself. However, it is the truth. When you are walking through the hells of and the storms of your life, it is so easy for us to get detoured away from our own love and get caught up in the shit of what's happening in our life. And so coming back to our own self-love and being able to lean on this love is going to greater serve us as we move forward in our life. So whether you're in a relationship or not, you are going to be challenged to reach new depths and hidden corners of your own love. And the only one who's going to bring you there and actually do something with it and about it is going to be you. The truth is, is that circumstances and situations in our life, people bring us, go with us to these depths, honestly. And I'm going to kind of cover that a little bit more in one of my steps later, what I mean by that. But people actually go with us, our circumstances go with us because it's like what brings us there. But then what actually ends up happening is we are essentially left in the chaos of what was created in our life. And more times than not, we are left there alone. And it is only in that place when we are left with just me, myself, and I, we have the opportunity and choice to do something about that. And the doing something about that and the bridge to it all is going to be your own self-love. Many of us do not recognize the opportunities to love ourselves more and we'll see things more as failures or setbacks rather than this stepping stone in our life. We see, a f- we see failures when people leave us, when our businesses don't soar right away, or they even plummet the first, second, third, 
fourth, fifth try at creating your own business, when we don't get the job that that we've wanted and dreamed of our whole life right away, when we fight with our loved ones, when we promised ourselves that we were going to change and we didn't follow through, when you're broken up with or you break up with someone, these everyone experiences wide ranges of situations and circumstances that literally force us to meet ourselves. And meeting ourselves, what happens is a mirror is handed to us. And that mirror is our opportunity because what it presents to us is the ability to look into the depths of our own eyes, to see the different timelines, to travel, to witness, to take responsibility, to release, to forgive. Or, or we make the choice to look away, which we all have. But by looking away, It only leads you to more self-hatred, more intense ridicule, toxic patterns, unhealthy attachments, and constant criticism of yourself, of your life, of of everything within your your world and life. And And the list just continues when you choose to look away. Undealt with trauma is only going to cause more trauma. Undealt with pain is only going to cause more pain. And so when we lean into the vibration of I am going to be brave enough and courageous enough to look into the depths of my own eyes, or am I going to continue to self-sabotage and to inflict unnecessary harm on myself by choosing to avoid myself? Now, I can imagine that so much talk about loving yourself can feel really different and uncomfortable. At times, it still does for me. There's times where it's it's different. It's different to witness my own self-love and also be able to witness it within other people because more and more, I am starting to see people who are able to pour love into themselves, who are able to build boundaries for themselves and are able to grow their self-worth because they are making these choices. With that being said, it's still pretty rare and uncommon. I could count still on one hand how many people I know who genuinely pour honest, radical self-love into themselves versus majority of the people who are still leaning into scarcity, who are still leaning into fear. I can attest, however, for myself and from my own experiences, that you cause a greater disservice to others in this world when you don't love yourself. This may be a hard truth for some of you. Being kind for the sake of acceptance is not loving yourself. Saying yes when you mean no is not loving yourself. Allowing others to betray your boundaries is not loving yourself. Giving all you have without giving any to yourself is not loving yourself. It's been a common occurrence that many people confuse being able to hyperextend yourself as if it's love and care for another person and for themselves when really all it's ever led to is more resentment, suppressed emotions, and spiritual and physical fatigue. The care of your own well-being is the greatest way to love this earth. There is no greater way to love this earth and to love another than to love yourself. And there is no greater disservice to this earth and to others 
than to not love yourself. Good news for you (laughs) is that if you are listening to this episode, then it is safe to say that you are someone who is ready to amplify your self-love and greater support your self-love journey, looking directly into your own eyes. So how do we start building a more supportive, safe, and reliable self-love relationship? Number one, acceptance. Accept yourself exactly as you are. No ideology, no illusions, no hope, no wishing, just as you are. Being that we live 90 to 95% in our subconscious mind, acceptance brings awareness. And it is only through our own awareness can we bring conscious change to our subconscious mind. We cannot heal what we constantly avoid. And you will not love yourself by lying to yourself about loving yourself. (laughs) If there's anything that I've learned is that you don't love yourself by lying to yourself. But by being honest with yourself about how you actually feel about yourself, opens an opportunity where acceptance turns to awareness and awareness finds compassion and mercy. And it is through compassion and mercy for ourselves, for our lives, for our experiences, for our situations, for the world around us, are we then able to start building a more loving relationship with ourselves. Number two, Learn the real names of your emotions. It will not serve us living in the shells of our secondary emotions. It is imperative for us to burst through the shells of these secondary emotions and for us to then feel what is truly living below the surface. So some examples of secondary emotions and what their actual primary emotion would be is when we feel anger, anger's real name is grief. When we feel anxiety, anxiety's real name is fear. When we feel resentment, resentment's real name is sadness. When we feel jealousy, jealousy's real name is the sense of loss. When we feel depression, depression's real name is the feeling of distrust. And so when we're able to recognize what these primary emotions actually are, their real names, we're, we're able to do something with it. When they're staying as a secondary emotion for us, they are intangible. There's nothing that we can really do. It, it's almost like we become, we become it. You know, there's so many people who just say, well, I just always have anxiety or I've just always been sad. I, this is just always the way I felt. But when you go below the surface of these emotions, you're able to start unpacking it at a much deeper level that's going to be able to show you what's really going on within you. Because when you're just saying, I'm anxious, it's hard to do something about that. But when you realize that anxiety is fear, then you could say, what am I afraid of? What, what, what is standing in my way? Or if you're feeling anger, 
You know, anger is is a an emotion that often blocks us and prevents us from from actually processing what what's going on. And when you recognize that you are so angry because you are processing grief, you might have lost something, something might have died, whether it's a relationship or something literally died in your life, or or you lost a job, or or you just have a change, and whether it's a good change or not, it's still a grieving period. And so when you're able to then say, why am I so angry? And you you realize, oh, I'm grieving. Again, you're able to then do something with the grief rather than just, I'm, I'm angry. I'm, I'm, I'm so irritated. And I, and I just, ah, you know, cause then you just start to feed into those emotions that uh, take you to a place where, it's much more difficult for you to find this balance, find this neutrality, to find this place of I'm okay even though this situation is going on. I am safe even though blah, 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 blah. You fill in the blank. You, If you are able to then start saying those things to yourself, then you're able to start processing it rather than just holding onto it. That leads me to number three self-touch and sensual movement practice. It needs to be a priority. Why? Because self-soothing practices and exercises are a must in your day-to-day life. These are things that we should have been taught as a child. And unfortunately, most children and most of us adults have grown up with no skill on how to emotionally regulate, which is why we tend to stay in our secondary emotions. We avoid the changes in our life. We get scared. We get, we feel distrust and so on and so on and so on. We feel these wide range of emotions, but we don't know what to do with them. And so, Self-soothing exercises is the invitation to come home to yourself. It gives you the ability to feel these emotions and move through them, not sit in them, not hold on to them, not take them on for days and weeks and months till you become this and you start to identify with it. If you are identifying with your circumstances, then you are very far from your own self-love and even your own self-worth. And so using these practices will help you invite yourself to come back into the home within yourself and stop reaching outside of yourself. I know it's scary to come within, but there's nothing more scary than when you keep reaching without avoiding the one place that is your home and that's within. It's going to really benefit you to have different exercises for you to be able to move these emotions, to process these emotions, and to feel safe within your own love, within your own touch, within your own embrace, to feel that you are a reliable person to come to when you are feeling these extremes in your life happy too, mad too, all of it, all of these emotions coming back to within. These self-touch sensual movement exercises, you know, on the last episode, I had said, you know, just do it starting with 10 to, to 20 minutes. I want, I want to actually alter that. One to two minutes is going to greatly shift the way you feel. If you could do 10 to 20 minutes, great, awesome. 
the longer you could pour love into yourself, the the better it is for you. <laughs> but you don't need 10 to 20 minutes. If you could just do one to two minutes, that's going to immensely serve your well-being in processing your emotions and feeling. Truthfully, if you are experiencing big emotions, you should not be doing anything other than attending to those emotions. There's nothing more unloving than if you are going through extreme emotions and you consciously are ignoring the way you feel. So taking those one to two minutes to slow down, to come home to self, to invite in, is really going to support your shift in this self-love journey. Most of us don't never had parents or role models or examples of people who just slowed down when things were going wrong in their life or when big emotions were happening and, and stopped and, and hugged themselves and said, I love myself even though this is really big right now. I am with myself and support myself even though I am not sure what to do. I am trusting in the faith of my universe and I know that the universe has my back regardless of uncertainty and discomforts in my life. None of us have examples of that, right? We're going to be the example of it now for ourselves. And so I want to invite you into a one minute practice right now. We're going to do together and you could come back to this anytime in the future to utilize this practice for yourself and take that one minute to just slow down, feel into your own being, and then continue on in your day. So when you are ready, Stopping whatever you're doing right now, whether you're washing the dishes or if you are driving right now, then pause this part of the episode and come back to it later. But if you are doing something that you are able to easily stop right now and participate in this practice right here and now, please stop what you are doing and join me. Rubbing your hands together, taking a deep breath in, feeling that energy and vitality fill your whole body and releasing it out. Placing your hands on your heart and making sure that you have consent and comfort with today's touch and movement, that you are comfortable and you are open. Giving yourself consent And we're going to start by taking your right arm and wrapping it around your stomach and taking your left arm and wrapping it around your chest and leaning into a hug, surrendering to your embrace. And as you hold yourself in this hug, start to rock your body side to side, bringing motion stirring up the energy within you and taking a deep breath in as you rock back and forth and release and as you breathe in I am safe and held 
within my being. Again, in I am safe and held within my being. And we're gonna just place our hands right on our heart and rubbing your heart in a circular motion. I am here. I am now. I am here. I am now. I'm taking just a brief moment honoring your being and thanking yourself for the brief practice you chose to do today. Tip number four, thank them. Learn to thank who hurt you, who brought you to the low. Learn to thank the situations and the people who assisted you in reaching your low, your state of chaos, and exactly where you are. Why? If it wasn't for them leaving you, it would have never brought you awareness of your lack of self-love. Thank them, because if they stayed, you would have remained hating, with no opportunity to realize that you even were hating and harming yourself. Thank them because them leaving or the situation was not personal. And now what's become personal is your desire for radical self-love. As much as we all tend to resent the fact that when people leave us or significant change occurs in our life, especially unpredicted, it brings us to this place where we are handed that mirror And we're given that choice, as I was saying earlier. And when we learn to thank people for not staying, because had they stayed, we would have kept leaning on cycles and situations that was only perpetuating the pain and the harm. And at the end of the day, while there's lessons in our pain and suffering, we are never meant to stay there forever. And so you thank them for letting you go, you thank them and the situations for the changes it brought to your life. Because anything that brings you closer to your own love is a win for you. Our desires in our life become dangerous when they get attached to our worth. And so when we have attached our worth to our desires, to what we want, and especially in a situation where people leave or, or things change unexpectedly, our desire for that to stay or to remain is so strong, but also it could be greatly attached to our own worth. That's when it becomes dangerous for us. And everything starts to hurt less the more that you love yourself and recognize that how much you've been harming yourself by holding on. So learning to thank is going to give you more opportunity to shift your emotions, to process what you're really feeling, and to take that power back for you, recognizing that it is only through your own love 
that you could truly be set free. Someone else's love for you is not your liberation. It is your own love that leads you to salvation. Number five, meditate. Meditate, meditate, and meditate. I know that meditation is not everybody's favorite thing. I know that some absolutely love it. When I first started meditating, I I always had an appreciation for meditation, but I was not a skilled meditator <laughs> by any means. I didn't know what I was doing most of the time or what to think most of the time and not realizing that meditation is really about the observing of the thoughts, about sitting within the feelings and the emo- and emotions. And rather than avoiding it, we, we bring forth a stillness. And oftentimes within that stillness, it actually brings forth a meditative rest where we are able to take the conscious mind and bring it to the subconscious mind and start implementing actual shifts within our own reality. But the practice of meditation is based off of your level of consistency every single day. So if you are working with affirmations, if you are working with feeling new emotions, if you are having new visions for yourself and envisioning um, new new circumstances, new realities for you, meditation is going to greatly serve that when you are able to slow down the mind. If you are dealing with big emotions, as much as it's scary for you to sit still, a large part of the reason why you think it's scary to sit still is what I was saying before is you don't have an example. And everyone you probably know, or a handful of people that you probably know that you've talked to about meditation are not even people who have reached actual states of meditation. And you're using them as an example as to what your experience is going to be like. And most of the time, people are basing their relationship with meditation off of one, two, three, four experiences without ever meeting a professional, without without ever showing up consistently day in and day out meditating and starting with one minute meditation, two minute meditation, three minute, then going up to five, going up to 10. And if you want to just stay at five to 10 minutes, but learning how to slow down and sit in stillness and sit with yourself, if you, until you are able to do that, you are still avoiding your emotions. And so long as you are avoiding, you are not dealing with it. And so to reach these levels of self-love, the most loving thing you can do is to bring your focus and attention to you. And number six, create, 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 create. (laughs) Dream, imagine, and then bring that fucking shit to life. Bring your dreams to life. Bring your creations to life. Oh, there's nothing more loving and exciting and just oh, so juicy than when you allow yourself to create with no restrictions, with no limitations, with no judgment, and you just fucking go for it and you create and you dream and you imagine and you build and you build and you build. Love yourself through creating. You are hurting. You have pain. You have suffering. Then fucking create with it. You are happy. You have joy. Then fucking create with it. What are you doing if you're not creating? What are you actually doing if you are not creating? And 
Fine, if you don't know what to create for yourself, then I know that there's something in you that you know what you want to create for this world. There's one thing that I recognize that we all have in common, especially us spiritual leaders are and, and in this field, is that we have an undividing desire to be of service. And there's nothing that inspires us more than when we think about the service that we want to be for this world. So if you don't know how to create for you, then fucking think about what you want to do in the creation for everybody else. And I know this sounds kind of like weird because you're like, don't, don't think about everybody else. Think about myself. But in this situation, you're thinking about yourself by allowing yourself to create, by allowing yourself to dream, by allowing inspiration to grow within you. You are allowing these juices, these delectable yumminess to grow finally. And you stop holding yourself back. You step away from perfection. You let go of your desire to, to prove and for others to see you. And you just show up for the God-given gift that you know that you have. And, and, and you know that if you create this, this is going to provide a greater service to this world. Ending with creation is this last piece of wrapping it all back together because you have poured into yourself all the way through your creation. And when you have completed this creation, it is within that moment that you realize you're able to give, you're ready to give, and you feel one within this self-love vibration. So to wrap this all up, plain and simple, you deserve the time, the space, and devotion to land in love with you. Take your time landing in love with you. You have been in survival for so long. Slow down now. Take your time and go through these steps. Listen to this episode again and follow these steps as you fall in love with you, as you learn how to develop a more loving relationship with yourself that greater serves your well-being, which then in return greater serves this entire earth. So just to go quickly through these steps really quick again, number one was acceptance. Accept yourself exactly where you are. Number two, learn the real names of your emotions. Stop going based off of secondary emotions without even knowing what the underlining emotion really is. Three, self-touch, sensual movement, move the energy, self-soothe, learn how to emotionally regulate. Number four, thank them. Thank anybody in any situation that left you in the chaos and hells that you are currently in. Because if you were not there, you would not recognize how much you've been harming yourself and the absolute necessity it is that you need to love yourself and the faith that you need to have in order to keep going forward. Number five, meditate. Learn how to sit with yourself. Learn how to observe your thoughts. Learn how to separate yourself from this material world and come back into this internal world. It is only within, are you going to find answers? Are you going to find peace? Are you going to find clarity? Are you going to find joy? And number six, create, create, create. Allow yourself to create and birth these creations into reality. I want to end this episode with a question for you guys to sit with and journal about what is the color of your heart or what are the colors of your heart?
inviting radiancy and vibrancy to your heart space. It will allow you to separate from the form to the formless. And as you do this, learn the language of the colors of your heart. So I'll ask you one more time. And write this down, journal about it, meditate on it, self-touch, sensual movement, all of it. What are the colors of your heart? Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode on Into Your Being. I just want to let you guys know that if you live in the Las Vegas area, I have another Goddess Rising event occurring on November 5th. It's going to be a sunset, this event. So if you want to learn more information, I'm going to leave that in the show notes and you could head over to Eventbrite and learn more there if you want to partake in the next Goddess Rising. I'm so excited to pour into these luscious, yummy goddesses. It's going to be such a great experience just giving back to this feminine essence and allowing these divine goddesses to just rise in their flames and beauty and radiancy. So I cannot wait. If you found value in this episode, please make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. It is the best and greatest way for you to pay forward and thank me for what I provide for you. So if you could help me with that, it would serve me so much. And also it would help my podcast reach other people who are going through this journey and learning how to love themselves and step into their sensual embodiment. Also make sure you head over to Spotify and leave a rating there. Thank you guys so much. I love you all, and I send you all with blessings, gratitude, and so much respect and honor for the journey in which you are on and the ways that you grow and evolve every single day. Thank you. I love you.